All right. So chapter four, is, we, we did we did one, two and three. We're at chapter four right now. Again, I'm reading from the NLT. Uh, and, and so Proverbs chapter four, uh, verse one. So here you go. Here's Solomon. He says, my children, he says, listen, when your father corrects you, pay attention and learn good judgment. Watch this. For I am giving you good guidance. Remember his emphasis on how important listening to wise counsel is, how important it is to seek out wise counsel and, and not just seek it out, but how important it is to listen to it. I know, listen, I'm not going to speak for anybody else in the call, but I know that I can point to several times in my life where, where I go through something or I do something and I'm like, man, I should have listened to what this person said. I should have listened to what that. And sometimes the wisdom even comes from inside of you. Have you ever had a situation where you knew the right thing to do or you knew what would be the wise thing to do in a situation and you did not even listen to yourself? I don't I ask you, Crystal, what is it sometimes about us that we don't that we choose not to listen to wisdom, even when the wisdom is coming from our, from inside of us, even when God has gifted us with discernment. God has gifted us with the Holy Spirit. I see you, Crystal. It's the flesh. God has gifted us with the Holy Spirit. God has gifted us with friends or family around us who will guide us in the right way. God is. Listen, and God himself has spoken to us in prayer. We'll fast for a week. We will starve ourselves and not eat. God give me direction, and then God gives us a direction, and we still don't listen. It's it's funny because, and then it was, man, I should have listened to that. Oh, I knew the right thing to do, and he and he is telling us, listen, you when you have wisdom and you're surrounded by wisdom, and when God gives you wisdom, because remember, Solomon says, if you ask for wisdom, God will give it to you. And remember, because we read his story when he became king, he wasn't wise. He was young when he was king and scared, and said, I have no clue what to do. And then he prayed for wisdom. And so, so now then God, get, and he says, and if you would ask for it, God will give it to you too. And so now it's like, all right, well, I'm asking for wisdom. And now that I got wisdom, he says, please don't turn away from it, right? He says, for I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved as my mother's only child. He says, my father taught me, take my words to heart, follow my commands, and you will live. Get wisdom, develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom. Watch this, for wisdom will protect you. We talked about this in the first three, in the first two chapters. He said, what? Do not turn, because being wise, operating in wisdom, doing something that is, doing the wise thing, applying the knowledge that you get and walking it out, says that it will what? It will protect you. It says, love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. So get wisdom and says what? And develop good judgment. It says, if you, pri if you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will show you honor. She will place lovely wreaths over your head and she will present you with a beautiful crown. Here's what's interesting. And then he ends the quote as far as from his father. It's, it's interesting that, that, that he talks about this wisdom that he got from his father. Man, listen, when we have, when we are blessed with godly parents or godly uncles or godly aunts or godly grandparents, that is such a blessing that there is a channel of generational wisdom that is coming down. Now watch this. And, and, and so we should be thankful for that and we should honor those people. But don't. But there are times when we don't have that luxury in our lives where those who have given birth to us aren't the wisest people and, are, and aren't the ones that we should listen to. And, but that's okay because the same, the, the same way Solomon said, you can ask for that wisdom. You can ask for that even, and, he, and God will put people in, in, in your life and will put people in place to make sure that that wisdom is funneled down. Our responsibility is, is that if we didn't get that here on earth, 
We can get it from our Heavenly Father. Watch this. And then the generations under us, if we have children, that we should be the ones trying to impart wisdom into them so that they don't necessarily grow up that same way that we grew up, starving for wisdom and starving for knowledge, starving for good counsel. And so, and so and I see you see here. And so the dedication is, is that even so, but even if I didn't grow up that way, I'm going to make sure the generation under me didn't grow up that way. And that doesn't even have to mean your own kids. If you've got little cousins and you've got nieces and you've got nephews and you have people who are your best friends and they have kids, you can pour wisdom into that next generation. And so just because that wasn't necessarily given to you doesn't mean you have to cheat the next generation out of all the wisdom that God has given you. You can then pass that down. Watch this to somebody else. Now we're back to Solomon. He says, my child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. Again, remember the emphasis. I never saw this before um, in Proverbs because this is my first time going verse by verse through Proverbs. This is my first time going verse through verse in, in a lot of these books, probably except James. But, but, but outside of that, Proverbs is the first one for me going through. And I never saw the emphasis that Solomon had on just listening Please listen. He said, listen, hear me. Listen to what I'm saying. And I'm telling you, it's because he understands that the human heart can be hard. He understands that the human mind can be stubborn. He understands that sometimes we are going to do. Because we, we talk about it. If you ever Have you ever been in a situation and you're like, I know what the right thing to do is, but I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. So Solomon, this is why, and we're only in chapter four, and we see Solomon is putting an emphasis on listen, listen, just listen. Don't leave my words. Listen to everyone say, do as I say. He is trying to impart all of this wisdom, but he's like, but but he understands that our hearts can be hard and our heads can be stubborn and we'll do whatever it is we feel like we want to do. He says, I teach you, uh, he says, I, I will teach you uh, wisdom's ways and lead you into straight paths. He says, when you walk, you won't be held back. Listen to what he said. Like when, when, when I'm, I'm going to teach you wisdom and here's, here's what life will be like. He said, you will have a long life. Come on, wisdom. He said, you will have a long life. He says, you will have what? A good life. Start applying wisdom. Start applying. How can I apply God's wisdom? If something's rough in your life, how can I apply God's wisdom? How can I apply discernment to this situation now? He said, you have a long life. You have a good life. He said, that will lead you to what? Straight past. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you walk, you won't be held back. You got to believe it. When you run, you won't stumble. He says, take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them. Watch this. For they are the key to life. Listen, Solomon, again, someone who wasn't always wise, asked God for wisdom. God made him the wisest man who ever walked the face of the earth. And he is trying to explain the emphasis of pursuing and living out the wisdom. Says, don't do as the wicked do and don't follow the path of evildoers. Don't even think about it. Don't go that way. Turn away and keep moving. For evil people can't sleep until they've done their evil deed for the day. They can't rest. Watch this. See, and I talk about this today. They can't rest until they've caused someone to stumble. Remember, we talked about this in, in I think it was, no, it might have been First Thessalonians, where, where, where the writer um, uh, said, like, among believers, be, beware of idle people, idle believers and people who are disruptive, even within the body, that even, watch this, that, 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 that they get anxious and they're busy bodies, always causing drama. You ever see somebody who's always causing drama, 
always disrupting something. Anytime there's unity, anytime there's peace, any and look and and, and, and and they're fine with their life being that way, but for whatever reason, they want to see Eugene and they want to make her life that way. Like it's, it, they, they, they don't want to just stop at their life being full of drama. They want to get at Brenda and they want to make Brenda's life full of. They will not rest until they've caused someone to stumble. They eat the food of the wicked and drink the wine of violence. The way of the righteous, watch this, is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines brighter until the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is what? Like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Again, the emphasis on please listen. Listen to my words. It says don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. That's why we pray the way we pray before we start Bible study. Let Enlighten us with your word. Let it sink into our heart. Let our hearts be good ground that these seeds may grow. And when they grow, let us what? Live it out. And let us teach someone else. Listen, you don't have to go. Look, look you, you don't have to go to seminary, Michael, to teach. So you can teach somebody the Bible at work. Uh, uh, Jaleesa, you don't have to. You can. You don't have to host a whole Zoom call. And do, you can. You can teach somebody. Watch this by the way that you live, by the things that you say, by being there for someone when they need it, and 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 doing what the same thing we're getting from Solomon, imparting wisdom into their lives for whatever situation uh, that they may uh, need in, in that in, in that part. For they bring life to those who find them. Talking about these words, he says, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Watch this. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart. Listen, we we we, we will protect our homes. We will <laughs> we'll protect our houses. We God knows we protect our phone. We protect our identity. We've got, you know, we've got five step verifications to get into passwords and stuff. And, 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 and I, and I say that to say that we know what it means to protect something. This, this is not a foreign lesson. We know what it means to protect something. We protect the people that we love. We protect the things that we love. And, and, and what he's saying now is please, this is a wise. Now remember, Remember when we talked about Proverbs, go back to the intro if you didn't get it, that Proverbs isn't written in a way that flows every verse, every verse. They're just chunks of wise thoughts. And so just as he's talking about listen to the words and he jumps to this, it's just chunks of wisdom, chunks of wise thoughts. And that's how we should read it. And that's how we should consume it. Watch this. God, he says, guard your heart above all else. So he said, so the, so the, so the, the, the thing that is inside of you, your inner being, the things that you consume, your heart, he is saying, please guard that. Listen, that means that, every, listen, you're going to go through seasons in your life where you can't be around everybody because you have to guard your heart, that there are some conversations you can't have. There are some people I just can't hang with because they're bad for my heart and I have to guard my heart. There are some TV shows, some, you know, we get into this whole thing about, you know, well, we don't actually even get into this anymore, but, you know, back when when I was at uh, you know, other churches and doing you know stuff with, whether it was youth ministries, men's stuff, it didn't matter. Like, well, can you listen to this music? Well, can you listen to that? Well, like, I don't care. Like, that's a side thing. Just guard your heart. And, and, and the Holy Spirit is going to guide you as to what you should watch and what you should listen to. But it's your main objective to guard your heart. And there are going to be seasons where there may be some people where you got to fall back a little bit. And that doesn't mean you abandon them. No, I'm trying to help you grow and stuff, but I'm also at the same time guarding my heart. I've got to guard my heart above all else for it determines what? The course of your life. Here we go. Verse 24 says what? Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Again, these are just little nuggets of wisdom. So avoid perverse talk. 
not not just from other people, but also yourself. Watch what you say. And he says what? And stay away from what? Corrupt speech. Look ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on a safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. I'm just, and, and, here's what, and here's the thing. Do you see how intentional that is? He's not talking about anything anyone can do to you. He is, he is telling us, watch this. He is telling, giving us instructions of things that we can do. He says, guard your heart. Crystal can't guard my heart. I can't guard Diamond's heart. Diamond's got to guard Diamond's heart. You know, I can't guard Mike's heart. Mike's has got to guard Mike's heart. He says, what? Avoid perverse talk. I can't, I can't guard or I can't pay it. I can't stop what comes out of Eugene's mouth or what comes out of Brenda's mouth. I can't stop what comes out of Denise's mouth. You have to avoid perverse talk. He says, look straight ahead. I can't force you to look straight ahead. Jason can't force Micah to look straight ahead. And he says, what? Fix your, fix your eyes on what lies before you. Fix, Crystal, fix your eyes on what lies before Jaleesa. No, no, no. Crystal fixes Crystal's eyes on what lies before Crystal. Come on, look at somebody, type in the box, mind your business. Diamond, I see you. Like, fix your eyes on what's in front of you. Why are your eyes fixed on what's, what's in front of me? Fix your eyes on what that is that lies in front of you. Diamond, watch this. He says, mark out a straight path for what? For your feet. Come on, for for your feet. Then it says, and you stay on you stay on the safe path. Then it says, don't get sidetracked. These are these aren't things that are in someone else's control. Because what a lot of times what happens is we like to either point the blame. I, I know, Sierra, we did just talk about this. We like to either point the blame at somebody or somebody maybe did. This is how I reacted to them. It doesn't matter. You are in control of that. Stay on the straight path. He says, he says, what? Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil, things that we can do. We don't like to take responsibility. I'm going to move to chapter five, Eugenia, because I don't want anybody to get mad. You know, um, uh, you know somebody, I don't want them cutting off the, um, the, the podcast and they go back and listen. Okay, chapter five, verse one. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Here we go again. Like, I, I feel like a constant theme through Proverbs is listen to wisdom like even watch this isn't it funny how some maybe the wisest thing that someone can teach us is to listen to wisdom like before like before we even drop these nuggets i gotta make sure that you're listening to with he says pay attention to wisdom listen carefully to my wise my wise counsel watch this then you will show discernment listen to wisdom listen carefully to the wise counsel then you will start to show discernment. Watch this. And then your lips will express what you've learned. For the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey. So before we get into this whole thing about the immoral woman, remember we talked about this last week where it was interesting how Solomon will sit here and say something about an immoral woman and, 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 and even David. But it was like at the same time, you guys had hundreds of wives and concubines. Remember, there, there were things written during a, a, a male-dominated era and 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 so the same way it says as far as lips of an immoral woman, same thing with lips of an immoral man. But there are reasons why things are written the way that they were. And some of it and, and we can even go through Old Testament. So some, a lot of it is done uh, culturally. I talked about that a lot last week. And so if you missed that, go back. I just don't want to go there, you know, because sometimes it can get into. And people may not like this. It can get into women bashing. And I don't and, I, and, and we're not about that. So things it's just interesting how they'll talk about immoral women. 
but you have multiple wives and concubines. But you're going to see where wisdom comes in. And, and, and actually, in the last chapter, he talks about, he says, do as I say. He didn't say anything about do as I do. And you're going to see where he talks about only your wife later down in this chapter, where even a man who wasn't living that understood it was wise to, to live that way. So just wanted to, to do that before we jump in. All right, here we go. He says, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is as bitter as poison and dangerous as a double-edged sword. What else is compared to a double-edged sword in the Bible? Yeah, I know that. Uh, her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave, for she cares nothing about the path to life. She staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't realize it. So now, my son, and by the way, interesting that it's directed towards, towards the men. He said, listen to me. Never stray from what I'm about to say. Stay away from her. Don't go near the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor and you will lose to uh, merciless people uh, all you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. In the end, you will groan in anguish with, uh, when disease comes, consumes your body. You will say how I hated discipline. Watch this. If I had not ignored all the warnings. Man, it is so funny how, we, how, 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 uh, how our vision works 2020. You know, and, and we can look back at something. And for some reason, when we're in a situation, we don't see the warning signs. And sometimes we do see the, the, the red flags and we still don't pay attention to it. And then we get to a point where we're just like here in chapter 12. Man, if I just had not ignored all those warning signs. Oh, why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my instruction, instructors? Again, remember, he's talking about listen, carefully follow my instructions. I have become uh, I have be- I have come to the brink of utter ruin. And now I must face public disgrace. He says, drink water from where your own well share your love only with your wife. Now, remember, this is someone who this is someone who has multiple wives and concubines. But he is saying, listen, listen to my wisdom. Go back to the last chapter, read the NLT and you'll see where he says, do as I say. Interesting way he didn't say, follow my example on this. He'll do what I say. And so here he is saying, listen, share your love with only your. So here he is not, not necessarily living that, but his w- wisdom he is imparting is, listen, man, one, okay? <laughs> share your love with only your. He says, why spill, watch this, why spill the water of your springs in the streets? This is poetry here. He is saying, why take nice spring water and just spill it in the streets? having sex with just anyone. You should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. Let your wife be a fountain of blessings for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She is a loving deer, a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. Why be captive, my son, to an immoral woman or fondle the breast of a promiscuous woman? He says, for the Lord sees clearly what a man does. Now, here's the accountability. He says, for the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is, watch this. This is crazy, y'all. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. Mm. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. It is, a, watch this, sometimes it is amazing the things that we blame the devil for. It's amazing the things we blame. When it's like, no, no, don't forget, because the Bible says in James that God is not tempted with evil, nor does he tempt anyone else with evil. We're tempted and drawn away by the thing that is that is in our own heart. And he says that we can be held captive we can be imprisoned to what? To our own sins. They are ropes that catch him and hold him. He watched, oh my gosh, y'all don't want verse 23. 
Chris, I'm going to stop now. It's already 7.30. Abbott Elementary comes on tonight, uh, and I want to make sure that I get a chance to watch that. Charles has, since last week, and I mentioned it, Charles watched the entire first season, and so now they're in episode two of season two. Here we go. Watch this. Verse 23. He says, he will die for a lack of self-control. Oh, my gosh. Listen, all we're doing is reading the Bible and the wisdom that is in it. For he will die for a lack of self-control. Have you ever can you ever look at a situation in your life and say, I lost it there? I because you failed to control yourself. You we we have failed to tell ourselves. No, we failed to say this is probably not a good idea. I should walk away now. I shouldn't get involved with this. And, and, and because of a lack of self-control, the inability to tell ourselves no. See, we live in a society now, and watch this. I'm not even talking about, I'm talking about the world that we live in, the culture, but also church culture tells us this too, where any desire or anything that we want, we deserve to have, and we ought to have it. We a king's kid. Claim your new car. You should have the big house. We just read the book Radical. Anybody that read Radical, let me know. We will we will pay for the book and we'll send it to you. Like and so we have this whole whatever I want, whatever I want, what my desire, my desire to the point now that we we don't even we no longer know how to tell ourselves no, how to fight against the desires of of, of whatever it is we want, and then we we end up making these bad decisions. I see you see here and make up these bad because we have a lack of what of self control. And he talks about self control. There's another scripture about self control in Proverbs, and I don't want to even get into it because I'm because we're going to get to it at some point. Um, but self control. So important. Listen, it, it, I'm never I'm never going to fill a conference, a, a, a church conference, if I start preaching about self-control. If, but if I do prosperity, if I do name it and claim it, if I do, you know, you know, the it's your season conference, everybody's going to come to it. But if I say, y'all, we're going to take a look at self-control. We're going to take a, a look at the fruit of the spirit. We're going to look at self-control control. Nobody wants to come. And you're right, Crystal. That's why fasting is so important. If I can't tell myself no to a piece of chicken, then how am I going to tell myself no? You know what I mean? Like like just the practice of denying the flesh and feeling what it means to not have something that you want to be able to do that. I mean, and for me, it's not even really food. But like if I were to say, and maybe I shouldn't even mention this because somebody like Crystal or Sierra might say something this Friday and say, you know, remember you said you was going faster. For me, it would be like like college football, like football, like college football, not watching any college football on a Saturday or no NFL. And the Cowboys play the Commanders this weekend. If I say, you know what, if I'm really going to test my flesh, I'm not going to cut that game on. But but that would be that would be a fast for me. And that would be denying my, and there's nothing wrong with watching the game. But if I am trying, like Paul said, if I'm trying to beat my flesh into subjection and make this thing obey me, though I, you start with those kind of things, that if I can't do it with the small things, how am I going to do it with the big thing? And he ends it by saying, he will be lost because of his great foolishness. <laughs> oh my goodness. He will die for a lack of self-control and he will be lost because of his great foolishness. We're going to get to uh, uh, chapter six, y'all. We moving. We moving. All right, here we go. My child, if you have put up, just listen to the wisdom for everything, for everyday thing. My child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, uh, meaning that you have the money to back it, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said, follow my advice and save yourself. For you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride and go beg to have your name erased. 
So say, I, you know, I can't fulfill that. I can't do it. Please take me up. Like that is so practical. Like swallow your pride and do whatever you have to do. And, and this wisdom, you would assume that maybe Solomon's been through something like this before. Maybe whether he's on the side that he couldn't back it or maybe he's on the side that someone did that. And he's like, listen, just swallow your pride and say something. He says, now what? He says, don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do. Wisdom. Don't put it off. Do it now. Sierra's going to text me right now. Don't put it off. Do it now. Uh, don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. Watch this. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and what? Become wise. He is saying you can even look at ants and learn from their ways and that will make you wise. You can learn from anything. You can learn from anybody. He says, though they have no prince, no governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. So he said they have nobody telling them what to do, but yet they still work hard to get what they need for winter. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. What are worthless, wicked people like? So now we're switching to a different thing. Now, what are worthless and wicked people like? They are constant liars, signaling their deceit with the wink of an eye and nudge of the foot or wiggle of the fingers. Their perverted heart, hearts plot evil and they consist, here we go, and they what? Consistently stir up trouble. Always, we call that nowadays being messy, always messy. Always mixing things up with people, always want to stir up controversy, but they will be destroyed suddenly, broken in an instant beyond all hope of healing. Verse 16, there are six things the Lord hates, no, seven things he detests. Here we go, haughty eyes. Uh, maybe what I'll do is the, a sermon coming up, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it Sunday, is uh, maybe we'll go through these six and we'll go deeper, but we won't tonight. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, watch this. Hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, watch this, and a person who sows discord in a family. <laughs> and a troublemaker, messy people. Always want Thanksgiving to be about drama. Can't nobody have fun on Thanksgiving, Sister Karen, because cousin, you know, because because cousin Reggie always starting something or, you know, uh, Felicia always got to say something about, you know, about this person. And then they, uh, why a person who sows discord in a family. Let's go. Verse 20. My son, obey your father's command. Here we go. Obey. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. Now, remember, we talked about the, the how much of a blessing it is to have generational wisdom. But even if you never had that from parents, there are people in your life to get wisdom from. And remember, Solomon started out by saying, ask God for the wisdom. And he'll give it to you. But once we get it, let's make sure that if, even if we didn't have it from our from the generation over us, that we pour it down into the generation under us. And, 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 and again, remember, and we talked about this in ch chapter two, not our wisdom, because sometimes our wisdom is ignorant. It is, it's not God's, but pouring down God, the wisdom that God has given us, that we pour that down into the next generation. Because there are things that I've thought or things that, that I dare not pass down to Manny. Like I want to pass down to him the wisdom that comes from God, right? 
not the wisdom that comes from man. Um, uh, and maybe we'll jump into that a little bit uh, a little bit later. But anyway, keep their words around your uh, in your heart. Tie them around your neck. Verse 22. When you walk in their counsel, when you walk, excuse me, their counsel will lead you. When you sleep, listen, remember, and this is this is a con- and I never saw this either, but this is a constant theme with what he says, what walking in wisdom or applying wisdom will do. Watch it. He says the counsel will lead you. When you sleep, it will protect you. Remember, it, it, I think it was chapter one or maybe chapter two, we talked about the protection of wisdom, how wisdom protects you. He says, when you wake up, they will advise you. For the command is what? A lamp. And their instruction is what? Is light, right? He says their corrective discipline is the way to life. He talks about discipline and correction, wisdom guiding us, advising us, leading us, protecting us, being a light when we need light in the darkness. And then what? Discipline, the way to life, being being corrected. Uh, uh, verse 24, it will keep you from the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of promiscuous women. He obviously had issues in his own life. And so he's trying to he's trying to uh, advise, you know, otherwise don't lust for her beauty. Don't let her coy uh, glances seduce you for a prostitute will bring you to poverty. But sleeping with another man's light, wife will cost you your life. Interesting. Solomon is saying this because remember, David, remember his father. Remember, we talked about this. Uh, can a man scoop a flame into his lap and not have his clothes catch on fire? Can he walk across the hot coals and not blister his feet? So what is it with the man who sleeps with another man's wife? He who embraces her will not go unpunished. I'm telling you, and, this, and, and the thing about wisdom is, see, sometimes we trick ourselves. We think we get away with something. We trick ourselves into thinking there aren't consequences for something. And no, it doesn't go. It doesn't, it doesn't go. It doesn't go. There are consequences for decisions and for actions. That's what applying wisdom is all about. And that's what he's trying to save us from. Verse 30, excuses might be found for a thief who steals because he is starving. But if he is caught, watch this, he must pay back seven times what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. But the man who commits adultery is an utter fool for he destroys who? Himself. He will be wounded and disgraced. His shame will never be erased. For the woman's jealous husband will be furious and he will show no mercy when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation, nor will he be satisfied with a payoff of any size. All right, we want to leave it there, guys. We're going to pick up at uh, chapter seven um, uh, next week.